I've won I've won a scramble outings with and Dan knows the other four guys that we went to high school with. Um, we each drank fifteen beers and finished a bottle of apple pie and won a scramble <laughs> while we were golfing. Yeah, that's a true story. Four that's guys a one hundred percent goddamn story. good golfers. And if you put them good enough, good plenty, good enough golfers, when you great put them together, were good golfers, it great matter. drinkers. <laughs> it doesn't <Jesus>. matter. <laughs> All right, let's do the show. <laughs> I hope you recorded some of that. Good no. golfers, great drinkers. I think that's the name of the episode oh, right Jesus. there already. <laughs> yeah, it works. I did hit the golden tee on the way home. You son of a bitch. Why would you hit it? You love it so much. Was it being mean to you? <laughs> do we need to talk about it? <laughs> no. Is, is that after? I don't know. It's so, there's a, when I finished the one round, I was in first place for the 50-person tournament, but there was still more people to play. So throughout the show, hopefully I'll be able to update you on when, whether or not I won some money today. Nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and if not, it'll be like uh, like last call, and then this is just drinking outside of the bar. Is the I'm after in, show. <laughs> I'm in second. I'm in second now. So uh-huh. there you go. There it is. We'll see what happens. Sweet. All right. Get the show on the road. What do you say? Sounds like a plan. DWI podcast. My name is PC Tony. I am your commissioner and the commissioner of the United States of the Dippin' Dots. And I am joined, as always, by the other half of the world's greatest tag team never. It's him. It is him. If you took a test, you'd find out he's a scientist. He's DPP. Wow. I'm more of a pixie stick man, I think, or, you know, fun dip, maybe more than a Dippin' Dots, but that's cool. So you always stay away from the Dippin' Dots! I know what I'm doing. I listen to JR. <laughs> Alright, fair enough. Good God, he's broken in half. There's the man over there with the jersey of a god win. Number 14. Tampa Bay Bucks are number one in his heart, though. He's phenomenal. He's funky. He's oh so freshly cut. He's AJ Belaz. I'm more of a Reese's Pieces guy, but... If you give me candy, I'll, I'm, I'm happy. I'll, I'm satisfied. Dipping dots, fun dip. All right, round the horn. You you can have whatever candy bar you want, but you can only have one candy bar. What do you have in DP? 
Snickers, baby. Uh, not going anywhere, huh? AJ? I'm going to have to go with the Take 5 bar. Ooh, not too shabbish. He's a pretzel fan. I personally am going with peanut butter Twix, bitches. How about them apples? That's what I'm talking about. Didn't see that coming, did you? The left or the right? Two for me? None for you. Yes. <laughs> Just turn it over. Let's not be so stupid. Good God, that guy cries into a pillow. He brings down the fucking pillow. He, so he cries into the pillow. The pillow is there so he could cry into it when they figured out that right Twix could do what left Twix could. Oh, I mean, what a great commercial. It's phenomenal. But it's not it's almost, the same, though. It's almost as phenomenal as Mr. AJ Blaz over there. So happy Friday, gentlemen. Everybody's got their drinks in the air. Let's loosen up. Let's do some calisthenics. What you drinking? Drink it in, man. Fuck you, I'm drunk. Fuck you, I'm drunk. Pour my beer down the sink. I've got more in the trunk. So, I'm not going to tell you about what I'm drinking right now. It's Two Hearted Ale from Bell's. Y'all know that one. I've said it many times. It's my go-to to keep in the fridge now. But uh, Eagle Park Set List. And I haven't had a more citrusy IPA in a long time, and I really liked it. I actually had it at the bar on Sunday after golf and uh, ended up finding it at the liquor store, and I really like it. I want to shout out to the Hale House. Had a great lunch at the Hale House. Um, <clears throat> pork belly bites. Excellent. Arancini. Fucking phenomenal. If you don't know what that is, look it up. And, uh, yeah, and, and then the Pops had a uh, full pork sandwich. So, great beer, great times, great golf. PP, what you drink? That sounds like a good Father's Day right there. Take it. Yep. I, uh, I have myself something a little different than what I normally drink right now. It's a point beer, drop dead blonde. Drinking beer. Oh, great beer. Yeah. That's a great yeah. beer. I love it. It's a great light. We, uh, we're looking for some stuff at the at a local grocery store and we went with a uh, that random six packer where you could just pick up a bunch of different ones and I saw these there and I love uh, I love the good blonde uh, amber so give this one a shot and uh, it's pretty damn good so you know, it costs you a couple extra bucks for a six-pack, but it's a good way to find out what beers you like instead of spending that money, eight bucks on one you might not like at all. Right. So. You don't waste a whole six-pack or something on something that you're never going to drink again. So, it's nice. AJ, I heard that you choke slam a bag of ice today. Uh, no, I did not choke slam a bag of ice today. It was just it was just a funny meme. Kane choke slamming Daniel Bryan. It said me when I get out of the store with a bag of ice slamming it to the ground although this might go good with some ice it's uh, actually the Jack Daniels honey that you'll see from the Blaz duo uh, with some tea in it actually wow. get a nice little nice. lemon honey very Japanese very Japanese <laughs> and oh, oh so on character for the Blaz brothers yeah but uh, this one's a little more special because I don't know if you guys can see oh, the, the glass, uh, glass. The Guinness glass is actually engraved with uh, AJ on it. Oh, you know what? Nice. The funny thing is, is the uh, oh, there you go. The the 
not the way the liquid moves when you move the glass, but the color is close. It's a little light, but it's almost Guinness-ish. Obviously, there's no head on there, unfortunately, for you. Yeah, what's she going to do? It's alcohol, baby. Yeah, but that's another addition of what you drink in. I would strongly suggest adding ice to that, BTW. <laughs> but you guys drink that Jack Honey way more than I do. So yeah. <laughs> that's what you're drinking. Let's get right into it. Big show sheet time. Let's let everybody know what's happening this week. Well, well we're waiting. Well, that's the big show. She. I want to take so a sip many, of that beer there. There's right, so many people that call <laughs> you know, all the time. Choice. As the official manager of the Angelic Choir here of the DWI podcast, they're like, when can these guys tour? And I'm like, oh, I'll get back to you. So well, this week. I don't know about that, dude. On the, show, on the show known as DWI, the big show sheet reads as such. Uh, the Rona has struck again, in the words of Christopher Platt, uh, Coronavirus 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> We're going to play a, a brand new segment on this show, and I feel like you're either going to love it or hate it. We're going to get into Fighter Fest as AJ's going to run down uh, what we have going on for the first night and a couple matches that could possibly have been set for the second night already. We're going to have a different type of trivia this week. I'm so sick of AJ screwing me over with his trivia. Uh, DP is going to give me and AJ some trivia so I can kick AJ's ass. And we got a last call of Believe It or Not. Very interactive show on your part today, folks. DPP, ring the bell. Shout out to the Ozman, who's officially become my clip for coronavirus. Uh, I hope people can find some humor in that without getting upset. Uh, but coronavirus has struck again. A uh, little breakout in the WWE. I think even more prominently, not trying to rhyme once again, John Moxley. And I don't know, what are the ramifications here? How how far out are we from not seeing these kind of things? Because I feel like this is going to just keep happening for at least the next six to eight months, at the, at the least. Until they shut it down. That's about it. That's the only thing that's going to save it. Or, but or bub- do do Or bubble up. Or bubble up. Bubble up. I mean, they're, I mean, they're in this, they're all in the same area. Well, yeah. The tapings for NXT, for Raw, for SmackDown, for pay-per-views, everything is happening right at the Performance Center. So everybody's in the same area. But what if WWE decided to buy a hotel and say, you all have to stay here, and this is what we're going to do, right? And you would keep the virus out because you would have transportation, and you'd have all these people, and there'd be no outside influencers on what's going on. It's kind of what the NBA is trying to create. When you're entered, 
you get tested and you don't, you've been quarantined ahead of time and you're not going to have it. So hypothetically, all the people in the bubble, if they follow the rules, no one in that bubble should get coronavirus because no one was let into that bubble with coronavirus. Yeah, I like it. You know, it's it's something that you're going to have to do if you're going to if you're going to continue to do this. So that's the route you need to go is to keep everybody away, keep everybody quarantined, however you want to do it. If if people are willing to do that, and I think that's part of the problem is you have to find the people that are willing to do that. That's going to be part of it. But that's the only way to keep things going is to, you know, keep keep testing and keep them, you know, separated from the rest of the world because otherwise this is going to keep happening. And, I mean, you talk about Kyla Braxton, who's got it for the second time. So don't think that you can't get it again when you get it once. You know, she had it back in March, and now three months later, here it is again, and she's got it. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know the answer, I guess, because other than just quarantining yourself away from everybody, there's not much else you can do. Yeah, I mean, basically, it just comes down to the whole thing of just listen, follow directions, stay apart, wear a mask, do do all the common safety precautions of this pandemic that's going around. I don't know why that we feel the need that's like, eh, well, we're fine now. That's not how a virus works at all. You need to make sure that, you know... There's no way you're going to spread it. You're going to spread it. There's no way you're going to have anything else happen. Like you said, Caleb Braxton apparently had it twice. Now Renee Young has it. Now Moxley's getting tested, and he's going to have a match soon. It, it it's just it's not having the people to follow and do everything. It's for people to listen as to what's going on. Like stay quarantined if you're sick. Don't be near people so it doesn't spread. It's common sense. And DP, you could probably agree with me. It's science. <laughs> it's science. Yeah. And what do you do with Moxley? I mean, you can test him all you want, but you're supposed to stay quarantined for 14 days. Now, now you're stuck. Now what? Are you going to test him every single day and then just decide to let him out there and, and wrestle a match when he potentially could have some symptoms in there? I, I don't know what you do. You, 14 days is not a long time in the wrestling world. Granted, he's going to miss Fighter Fest, and they can go back over that. And I, I just, if it was like three months, then you'd be fucked, right? You'd have to take it away. He wouldn't be the same. The belt isn't the same. But two weeks is not a big deal in wrestling world. Like two more weeks to me, like with all the talk we've had over probably the last two and a half years, is like, yeah, let's pay shit off a little bit more, huh? I just mean it in the fact that he can't pl- he can't be at Fighter Fest. That's the killer, right? I mean, right. I agree with sucks, that one hundred percent. So that takes away from it. But you got to set yourself up then to put someone else in the position to challenge Brian Cage because Brian Cage is the most dominant person on AEW right now, bar none. I, you you can't argue with that. He's got the maybe he's got one of the best managers, if not the best manager in the business right now. Paul Heyman's not around. And he, it, I mean, you guys shake your head. What do you think about Taz? What do you think about the job Taz is doing? Let's kind of side I, sidestep here while we got AEW on the on the brain. I think we should save it for the love or hate possible, uh, you know, segment that's coming up later. 
All right, Could last thoughts that. on the coronavirus here? Last thoughts <laughs> on the coronavirus? It sucks. It's bullshit. Stop it. Stay the hell away. Figure out how to, like you guys were both saying in a way, figure out a way that this doesn't happen if you're going to keep your business open like this. If it, And see if people will agree to somehow quarantine themselves in a hotel or, or whatever because this sucks and it's not going to go away unless people take care of themselves and, and do the right things every time and stop clumping. Yeah, basically, I mean, how we're, we just became able to hang out with our friends or go out and do stuff. Just be mindful, use common sense. Like, two days ago, I was hanging out with my friends. We all had a good time and everything. I'd like to keep that up. I'd like to actually have fun and not be inside of my house making sure, am I going to get caught? Am I going to cough? Am I going to get sick? Am I going to get contaminated? Am I going to contaminate others? It's just common sense, and it, it, just be mindful, really, in all honesty. That's that's all I can say about it. I, I've said a lot about it already, and uh, I really don't have anything else left to say. But personal accountability, everybody. Alfred, take it away. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. You didn't even know you wanted it, but it's happening. It's a brand new segment on the DWI podcast. You either love it. I love you. Or you hate it. Hate it. Here we go. Three different things from the three of us each. And it can be love, love, love. It can be hate, hate, hate. Or anything in between. I'll get the ball rolling. I'm going to start with Monday Night Raw. I've seen some rumblings about, oh, how does Dolph Ziggler continue to make his way back to the main event picture? Well, it's due to talent. And I 100% agree with what Greg DeMarco said responding to somebody on the Twitter. Dolph Ziggler is very talented. And him and Drew McIntyre have a pass. And I absolutely love that we should be able to see, hopefully, an Extreme Rules match between Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. DP, AJ, I love it. I love you! I get to take one? I'm going to go... I'm almost all AEW on this one. I'm going with FTR for the fact of the way they've been building this team the way they're teasing all these matches and just the excitement of them to be able to kind of renew themselves and start again and have this opportunity to bring on some amazing wrestling matches in the tag team division in AEW is fantastic because they were just, they weren't used properly on the main roster in WWE. So I'm excited for them. I'm, I'm happy. I am absolutely loving the potential that, FTR has in AEW. I love you. 
So I'll go on the other side of the Wednesday night coin. I'll go with the NXT. And by far, the triple threat match was amazing between Keith Lee, Finn Balor. Everything about the match was amazing. Keith Lee being the unstoppable juggernaut that he is going on, now facing Adam Cole, showing how amazing and talented he is. Just like his theme song says, he is limitless. So everything that they're doing, booking Keith Lee, going with his story, I love it. I love everything that they're doing with him. Let's get a round of loves for the first one. Well, I'll expand on that because my next one stuck with NXT and was the continuation of that story and the Adam Cole versus Keith Lee winner-take-all match is very intriguing and I am loving that because either way they go, I, I would assume the loser is moving up to the main roster in some way, shape, or form, whether it's Keith Lee or Adam Cole. I don't really care because I want to see both of them get up there ASAP. And it's really intriguing to see this because, you know, with uh, with everything looming in NXT, they could do a lot of things with this. And Karrion Cross being the next in line, basically, to fight Adam Cole, if they keep Cole down there, he doesn't necessarily have to take the NXT Heavyweight Championship. They could do a two out of three falls or two fall match for both titles on the line and have Karrion Cross win the North American title. And now he's not on, not going after the heavyweight title and could keep on going. So Keith Lee and Adam Cole in a winner-take-all match. I am loving it. I love you. All right. I guess I'll be next. And we'll go with a little bit of hate here. So going on with AEW... There's a lot of things that are really entertaining. There's a lot of things that are really good. But still, they show, to me, personally, a whole lot of bad. Um, that being said, it, it's the women's division. It's, it's always something that I bring up. It's always something that everyone on the Chair Shot Radio brings up. It's, we don't have the prominent face. We don't have the poster woman of the division showing. Sheeta, I'm one of her biggest fans, probably, I don't know. But she is just lacking something. She kind of just goes with the flow in a match. She doesn't carry the match or tries to lead the match. She is just there. She's like, all right, this is how we were doing it. This is how we're going to do it. So, it's the women's division for me for AEW. They need to expand, maybe get some veteran faces, maybe get some nice help, maybe. I don't know what to do with it. Maybe veterans, maybe not. Who knows? But they need to work on it. Tessa Blanchard, maybe? Maybe. (laughs) So, that being said, that's the hate. Hate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I've been on this for a while. 
Rey Mysterio was out, and we asked the question, are they waiting to bring him back for a certain period of time? And I said, yeah, when Dominic is ready to start being involved. Why did Ray sign his last contract? And you can go back and listen to the numerous amounts of podcasts that I've been on. I've been way ahead of this curve. And I said, when Dominic's ready, they're going to put him in a storyline. And not only did they do that, they put him in a storyline with Seth Rollins, right? And the first time I seen Dominic come out, I said, we're going to have Dominic and Seth Rollins match at some point. And we're going to love it. And I like what they're doing with the storyline. I like the way they're in making it family. I, I, I can appreciate what they did in transitioning to Murphy and Theory over what's going on with AOP consistently getting injured. It's hard to, you know, fight that kind of thing when you're trying to do a storyline. But I absolutely enjoy what they're doing with Dominic Mysterio. And I think this kid's going to be a big star. He's not even have his. He doesn't even have his man's body yet. He's still in his teenage body. <clears throat> he's only going to get bigger, and the tutelage that he's received already is going to pay off in spades. When you grow up inside of something, you only get better as you get older and mature. So, Dominic Mysterio, I love it. All right, so it's the third and final one for me. We talked about it from good old PC Tony. Taz being Brian Cage's manager. I absolutely 110% love it. Man can talk. He's intimidating. Cage just has to stand there just cross his arms, just fold it, look like a, the imposing person that he is. And Taz just talks so well. You've seen it ever since uh, ECW. Survive if I let you. Who can stop Cage? Can Moxley stop Cage if that match even happens? Eh, we'll get to that later. Let's give that the love Once upon a time, PC Tunney went to an indie wrestling show and he took with him a wooden mannequin arm with flexible fingers. And he carried that in underneath one sleeve while he tucked his other arm inside that hoodie so that they wouldn't take it away from him. And when he got in said event, he pulled said arm out of his hoodie, out of that fake arm, put his real arm back in there, grabbed that wooden arm, put all five fingers up in the air, went right over to the merch table and said... Hey, Colt Cabana, high five! And I'll be damned if Colt Cabana wasn't scared shitless with a weird-ass look on his face, but he high-fived that wooden mannequin arm, and I loved it in the same way I love what's going on with the Dark Order and DV's losing his shit because he was there, and he absolutely loved that. Oh, that was such a great night. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. I'm a Colt Cabana fan, fan, fan. I, I like what I, I I believe more in the Dark Order and Brody Lee with Cole Cabana like almost like naivete of being in the Dark Order but still being there and I love what they're doing with that so I am love 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 this week so show us some more love brother 
So I'm audibling my last one because it was in the love of Taz and Brian Cage and Taz using his old gimmicks of his catchphrases for Brian Cage of the survive if I let you, survive if he lets you, and the suplex machine versus the machine. So I'll go in a different route for my final one, and I will go with, so I'll stick with AEW, but I will go with the sudden rises of the superstars that they're bringing in. Bringing in uh, former Luke Harper, bringing in Brian Cage, and immediately putting them into the title matches before we get a chance to really build them as characters and get like I love that he's in like he's got the Dark Order and he's leading the Dark Order, but you know I would have loved more of a build for that before they got into a title match instead of just losing it right away. I same way with Brian Cage. I think he's you know, it looks awesome and everything, but they need more time. We talk about time. Stretch these out a little more. Get these guys, that get their character more over. Build them up as this unstoppable force and then have them go after the title because I think it's degrading, degra- deg- degrading them? I don't know what the word is. But degrading them right off the bat, you know, and it's, it's ruining their build, I think. Because then where do you go after that? You almost have to start over in a sense and go find a new path for these guys. I just, I think they're moving them too quickly when they get new guys and putting them into the main event picture too fast. So for that, I'm going to say, I hate it. Hate it. All right, folks, love or hate this segment. I was totally pleased. And I think we can all agree on one thing before we move forward. Sodas rule. Yeah, they do. (laughs) Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And always use your head, folks, and head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot.com. Plenty of great t-shirts to make yourself more aesthetically pleasing at your local indie shows. And even when you show up to the big shows in your town. Not the big shows in your town, but he might because he's back. But, you know, if you're wearing an off-the-cuff shirt that says hashtag journalism or Jesus did the job, things of that nature, it's not going to look the same as everybody wearing the same NXT shirt or Randy Orton or things of that nature. So head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. And uh, you're going to benefit. Kenny, do you have anything to say about TheChairShot.com? This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. All right. I've been thinking about a little bit of the bubbly, and that reminds me that sometimes I get a little bit crantankerous. That's a perfectly cromulent word. Can't take us. As I think about moving forward in AEW to Fighter Fest. It's cantankerous. I think it means slightly annoyed on the verge of being completely annoyed, which leads to me fighting. So that makes me think of Fighter Fest. I know I got my main man over here wearing one four, the Chris Godwin jersey. DP, by the way, if we're in fantasy this year, just believe that I will be trying to get that guy. So just so you know, if we're on either side of it so if it's an unless it's an auction league 
So if I'm drafting right ahead of you, I know better. I'm glad you're in for the league. So, uh, <laughs> AJ, please run down what we got going on Fighter Fest. All right, so to catch everyone up, this will be a two-week event on July 1st and July 8th. Uh, so far for the July 1st, which is what we're going to be covering, there's going to be five matches so far. And it looks like either the World Tag Team Championship or the TNT Championship will be the main event. We shall see. Anyways, let's get on to the card. First matchup, Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn, with Matt Hardy versus Santana and Ortiz. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I like Private Party. I, I appreciate what Matt Hardy's doing with them. I just don't see him going over here. I don't know. With Matt Hardy there, they're and putting them on his on their side. I just, I feel like they have plans for Private Party. So Santana and Ortiz don't really lose anything with a loss. So I, I like Private Party coming out on top. Yeah, I'm going to agree with DP on this private party, especially with Hardy versus the inner circle. Tony bashing on us, giving us the finger. You guys can't see it, but I'll tell you it anyways. Private party winning makes sense only because Hardy could pull shenanigans. He might bring Vanguard 2. Hey, guys, I just got back. What happened in the last minute and a half? Oh, yeah, you missed it anyway. Your alter ego was a douche. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Trivia Tony came out. But uh, what was I saying? Oh, right. Uh, private party winning, especially with Matt Hardy being behind them, bringing out any shenanigans. It could be Damascus. It could be version one. It could be anything. But I don't think Santana and Ortiz win this one at all. Private party wins. So the next match going on, Jungle Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus versus MJF and Wardlow. Uh, MJF and Jungle Boy had that amazing match. I don't know why they really continued it other than they MJF is just a dick and likes to bully them. I think Jurassic Express actually gets the comeback on this. They get the redemption that they deserve. What do you think, Tony? I like the interaction between these two entities, if you will, right? Because they, they're they both furthering each other. They're, they, they continue to make each other important. Like, it's a storyline you want to see. Jungle Boy, to me, I mean, that kid has got it going on. He's going to, like we talk about man body, he's going to grow into his man body. His legs are going to fill in a little bit. The guy has unbelievable talent. He's, he has the charisma of his father. MJF, Wardlow, Wardlow completely, you know, benefits from being with MJF. And MJF benefits about a quarter as much as Wardlow does from him because he has that big guy behind him. So I would love to see Wardlow grow into his character. I think MJF needs to just get some miles behind him because he is still very young. But Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy... I'm firmly behind that side right now. Marco Stunt most likely involved here. It's the it's the mid card storylines that are good. 
it's stuff that's missing in a lot of places. So enjoy. enjoy it's the one mid- place WWE could take a fucking <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Take a take a See, lesson. That's when WWE was great when the mid card was storyline was better than the main card storyline, but the main card stars were better than the mid card story uh, the stars. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's what they're missing. That's what they're missing. And this this is yeah. Take a page here because they're doing a great job right now. And I like MJF and Wardlow coming out of this. It, like you said, Wardlow's building into his character, and MJF is benefiting in the, you know, Shawn Michaels Diesel type of role of having that big bodyguard, and eventually we'll enjoy the split when it happens. So loving this, and I'll take MJF, MJF and Wardlow to win this thing. All right, moving forward, it's the AEW Women's Championship. Hikaru Shido will defend the title against Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian in Penelope's corner. I don't think Hikaru is going to drop this. She just won it off of Nyla Rose, the the native beast, the giant juggernaut that was in the way, and she beat her. I don't think she's dropping it anytime soon. Tony's making a face. What what's what's uh what's on your mind right there? All I can think of is the perfect camel toe flex. Well, that could be a winner. That could be. That, it's always a winner. That that could be a winner. That that's all I really have to say about. So, so what you're saying is the fans win. I mean, and I didn't do that either. So, like, that's that was done, and I observed it, and that's what I named it because that's what it was. If you watched, so don't like come at me. If you want to, you can. That's fine. But I mean, it's from a place of observance and appreciation, I guess. I... DP, what do you think? <laughs> I don't see any reason why Sheeta drops the title at this point as well. So I'll stick with Sheeta winning this one as kind of as we had alluded to the women's division is it's not that great right now. So uh, hopefully better things to come when it comes to the women's division. Maybe this is the start of it. Alrighty, rolling right along with the championship matches. It's going to be Cody defending the TNT Championship with Arn Anderson. Who knows, maybe the title might be completed. Eh. Anyways, he's facing Jake Hager for the title. Oh, I'll give the thoughts for uh, DP over there. What do you think's going to go on with the TNT title? I. At this point, you know, I don't, I don't see Cody dropping it soon yet. Um, I think he's got more, they got more plans with him doing this weekly, you know, television defense basically of every week, having his open challenge because I see some more guys coming in that they can bring in and have some great matches and things he's done already with the with a couple matches that he's had and just bringing, shining some light onto the younger talent and putting on some great matches is what's awesome right now and that's one of the best things they got going, so... I expect a really awesome match because Hager is definitely fantastic in the ring as well as Cody. So it's going to be a great match, but Cody's going to hang on to this thing for sure. <laughs> what DP said, plus I hope 
the belt is finished just in time for the next champion to wrap it around their waist. So, so all around Cody, uh, especially with Arn Anderson looming in the corner, you don't know if the rest of the inner circle might join in. Cody will lose you. when Cody will lose when Arn Anderson turns on him. That's pretty good. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind seeing that either. But for now, we all got Cody defending. On to the next match. It'll be Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page defending the tag titles against Chucky e. T and Trent. I'm really hoping the best friends win. Tony, what do you think? Do you think it's time for the best friends to win, or do you think the elite holds on for another reign? Can we please take the tag team title belt off of these fucking guys? who aren't even a fucking tag team, and let them have their own singles fucking story. You've ran it long enough. The winner can face the fucking champion down the road. You have so many good tag teams now in AEW. Let's get it back to tag team. The team of taggers together wrestling. I'm hoping for a strike force style breakup right here where somehow Omega ends up hitting Paige while he's on the side, you know, the ring rope there, and he gets pissed off and just doesn't want to tag quite, in and walks away with his drink in hand. It's quite, it's quite arrogant of you. That's right. I'll bring my arrogance. <laughs> you bring your flying forearm, <laughs> and I'll enjoy, I'll enjoy the feud when it starts, which I do, I do very much hope that it happens right now and we get these titles back on a tag team, a, a true tag team. And we have a good run of guys like Best Friends and Private Party, Santana Ortiz. You know, these guys battling for the titles until FTR is ready to take them and run with them. All right. So, so far, that is the first week of Fighter Fest that we got going on. You guys going to be excited for it or you just kind of eh about the entire thing? I'm hoping they're going to have good matches, maybe a couple title changes. I think you'd be better off having more happen the first week so that people watch the second week and having one big thing happen the second week. Uh, that's kind of my thoughts, GP. I, it just It's going to feel like another episode of AEW, honestly, minus the talking part, which is what I'm afraid of. So, you know, I don't know. What do you do? I, I guess I, I'm hoping for some great matches. I think they'll be great, but... It's just going to feel like another episode of AEW to me. AJ, run down the uh, things we have already confirmed for the second week and give your parting shots on Fighter Fest. So far, what we got for next week, the July 8th episode of Fighter Fest Week 2, it's Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. That is confirmed. They have said it for weeks now. Should be a really entertaining match. I know a lot of people love Orange Cassidy and who can hate Chris Jericho. Definitely a must-see for anyone who's a fan of AEW. What do you think, Tony? You think that, that'll bring in the, the viewership, or or you think it's solely on week one? 
I, like I said before, I, I hope that they do something different and noteworthy, maybe at least two title changes that first night that will lead to more speculation as to the second one, you know, or run-ins that, you know, you announce more stuff. You have to do something, like, there's no pressure to do something big the second night because the people are already there watching, right? But the first night is going to lead into what happens on viewership for the second night. So that's kind of my feeling as far as booking and getting people to watch. I know NXT has now surpassed AEW in viewership as well as, you know, we had said for the whole lead up into this Wednesday Night War. We're like, yeah, at some point, NXT is going to take them over. It's just going to happen, right? But AEW needs to find a way to find their groove and their niche, and how they're going to book their storylines. And once that becomes solid and firm, and they can have a better women's division, we're going to see more consistency from AEW. But I think right now, the best thing they can do is make the first night bigger than the second night. That's about how I'm feeling about the same thing, too. Is is like It seems like they're, they're throwing the titles, the title matches in that first night, really getting you excited for to see some title matches, and then they're hoping on the second half that you'll tune in based on more right name recognition of having Jericho and Moxley and uh, Brody Lee and the young bucks and FTR and, uh, you know, guys like that who are going to bring you, you know, some great wrestling matches in the second half. So that's kind of what I'm way I'm feeling about it. That's the way it, what makes it tough about doing it in two nights is that you got to split it up in a good way that people are tuning into the first one because there's, some big things happening, and then that'll keep them excited to go back and watch the second half. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. Hey folks, listen up, DC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. Angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. So it's enough of this horseshit trivia that we've been having. Uh, the man who's been running this crap and, and gave me a win one week or something. I don't know. He's got something against me. You know, he's phenomenal. He says he is. So we're going to turn the reins back over to DP and see if, if he can get it right. And I want to take on the phenomenal one in a little bit of theme song trivia so entrance theme songs dp's got a ton of them i see aj shaking his head you got something to say over there uh I'm losing two trivias the tester and the testee gosh oh i got some testes all right dp let's get into some theme song trivia why don't you take over and let everybody know what's crapping in this week on the trivia well we're gonna we're gonna try a little theme music for the theme music trivia show and So, I 
I've got... Match game. Is that a point? Uh, is that a point? Well, that's a uh, incorrect answer, so I'm going to say it's no points for you. <laughs> well, that was the newlywed game. What was that? What game is that it's from? Closer, it's closer to the newlywed game in a sense. Oh, uh, just tell me. It's the dating it's game. Going already. <laughs> oh, it's the dating game. Same thing. All right, so we've got oh boy. we've got a handful of Same different... thing, only now you need a lawyer to break up. <laughs> got a handful of different theme songs. We're gonna some are easy, some maybe a little difficult. Try to keep them on the easy side for the most part. We That's can go with five theme songs if you want, and we'll see who can get the most points. If you want to write them down or just Shout them out. We can do that. All right, we're writing them down. So I will yep. start the music, and you guys write them down. When you, I will play it for a good handful of seconds, and then you will have to show your hands. So, if you're listening along at home, folks, I want you to yell as hard as you can at your listening device on what you think it is. And I've gone Just all over the it. board. I'm all over Just the board. Just scream it. And as I mentioned earlier, that my WCW collection is not quite there so this is basically all wwe so yeah screw you, balls. So you know. and it goes all over the genres all over the genres we'll start with a nice easy one to get you started you ready here we go hulk hogan Show your hands, boys. We got JBL and we've got John Bradshaw Layfield. Both are correct answers. We're off to a just a killer start here. Look at that. Nice and easy. Hey, hey AJ, in the words of DX, suck it. <laughs> in the words of AJ Styles, you don't want none. And it's one to one. You don't want none. Here's song number two. Taking it down. It looks like we both got answers here. I see the British Bulldog and John Bradshaw Layfield. So... It's cut off. <laughs> British Bulldog both ways around. That is correct. A correct answer for both. And it is two to two. It's turned into quite a rivalry, gentlemen. Yeah, you can you can suck my dog balls. <laughs> God, I love that dog. I, Matilda. I got been, nothing for that one. That would have been a good one. <laughs> That's a good one for your trivia, now that I've ruined it. Uh, Matilda. Manute, are you in trivia. <laughs> All right, song number three. Here we go. Ready to go? Turn it down. What do we got, gentlemen? I see Ken Shamrock and Ken Shamrock. Well, how about that? 
Not as hard as I expected. I thought that's maybe that one said. would give you some trouble. That's nah. what she said. <laughs> that's what a little she less said. whiskey in this trivia. A <laughs> <laughs> little less whiskey in this trivia. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Song AJ, I now wanna I now wanna team up together because DP is about to fuck us. Oh yeah, three softballs, and he knows yeah. it. Yeah. He, he was full of shit last time. Here we go. Now we're about to get fucked. Oh God, that's what she said. <laughs> you look so good oh, to God. me. All right, here we go. Slash Gangrel, both answers are correct. Uh, All right, so, next so one. You thought you were as gonna... a worthy opponent, young boss. Uh, you, you thought you'd confuse the WCW kid with the uh, <laughs> WWF stuff? Well, like I said, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe some of these would give some trouble, but I was wrong. So EC3 next one's gonna be much, much harder. <laughs> The next time we do this, that's for sure. So, number five. Let's see if we can get anybody on this one. There's the reaction. Now everybody's doing it because it feels so good. All you need is a partner that know how to the rest are real easy, just stick the groove, and when you get yourself started, it's hard to stop, you just go for your partners, you know what, and then you G-R-A-B-T-A-G-F-C-A-K-E-F, oh, grab them, catch them. They say his name, so uh, I can't play it any further. <laughs> I have I a start, guess. I can start it over, but that's the best I can do. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. We're ready. Both of them are up. Let's see what you got. <laughs> PC Tunny and AJ both say the JYD, and both are correct. <laughs> that is Grab Them Cakes. By the junkyard dog. Oh my god! It's gonna be a five-hour podcast. Pick a song. Okay, death. so we tried to do go. sudden death here. We're going. We're gonna have to go deep into the bowels of the theme songs to try and find one. I've been, I've been known to go deep. Oh, I don't need to know. I did. I didn't need to hear that. Anything further? <laughs> All right, I'll go with what I had listed as number six on my list here, and see if this one gets you. Here we go. Interesting. Turn it up. 
assume both of you have answers there. I know I do. I don't know about Tony there. All right, we're up. <laughs> is is one scene? Kid and Scotty, two hottie versus Rikishi. PC Tony. PC Tony. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. All right. Too cool. You are close. Yeah. Too cool. Was I thought it was too cool, but the the rest of it kind of threw me off. And look at that. We have a winner. P.C. Tony. That's right. I don't have a theme music, really. I'll take it. It, took it was one up. hell of a game. Yeah, it was down to the wire. That was a that was a good game. Yeah, great game. Right, great next game. time I know, right, next folks. time I know to go deep, go deep and hard into the last few songs. Go hard right. in the paint. Now you're just now you're now you're. Yeah, <laughs> now I'm just celebrating it. Well, yeah. well hopefully, hopefully this one isn't too long. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yep. I, they get it. They get it. We'll be right back. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. AJ, DP, last call. Last call. What do you mean it's last call? I love DP's eyebrow dancing. It's <laughs> fucking phenomenal. It's fucking phenomenal. It's just he's just like I'm over time. here wigging out, doing everything but the robot. AJ's disapproving 100%, giving me mean mugs all over the place, and DP's over there just flexing eyebrows to the tune of Undertaker's Toll, and it's it's phenomenal. It's why you you should be uh, allowed to watch this podcast happen because it's great. Oh uh, yeah, gentlemen. I think the most important thing we're going to talk about today, wrestling wise, is the end of the Undertaker documentary. I'm not sure if both of you have watched it, uh, but it leads us to believe that he's retired. So, is he retired? Will there be a last match? What, what kind of way is he going out? How do you perceive all of this? DP, it looks to me like you have a, a firm opinion on what has happened here at the end of this documentary. Yeah, and if you haven't watched any of it yet, go watch it because it is you know five segments and it's about an hour long each one and it is outstanding and just entertaining yes. to see. Uh, you know, just 
the insides to the Undertaker's character that you don't ever get to see because it, you know, it's, as they talk about it, he basically lived that character, and when he was out in, you know, in public, he was that character, and you didn't necessarily break it. And not allowing cameras to film him before this was kind of part of the gimmick to keep that mystique that was the Undertaker. So it's pretty awesome to to see that a little bit and and to get into his mind a bit, and especially the biggest thing they focus on are the last few years here that have, that have happened and all the, the good and the shit that has happened in, in some of his matches with the overseas shows with Goldberg and with DX that just went horribly wrong. But then some of the other matches like, uh, was it extreme rules with the uh, Roman reigns that went really well and where he was happy and ready, content to be done. And, you know, he just kept, uh, he kept dragging along, you know, and when he missed that WrestleMania, knowing that he wanted to be out there, really wanted to be there, and felt like he needed to be there, it it's really cool. And the the way the AJ Styles match kind of came about, even though he wasn't necessarily going to do it, and then how they had to change things with the with amid the pandemic, and how they built that, and his his discussion of how much he enjoyed that match, and his uh, the story of how they built it to basically bring all the characters, the the formations of the characters that he played, you know, the the American badass type of character on top of the Undertaker, into that final story with AJ, and then his ride out of that Boneyard match, almost signifying his ride off into the sunset, and his belief of, you know, what better way to end a career uh, literally riding off into the sunset after what, you know, his feeling of this was it for me. This was a perfect way to go and he's happy and content. And if he's happy and content and he's good, then awesome. And there is nothing that I can see from his career that I would say, you know, that you can argue is bad. You know, he did just an awesome job. He's been, you know, how many decades, 20, 30 years in the business and has given us everything that we could have hoped for in a character and in the ring of amazing matches and amazing moments and WrestleManias to, you know, never forget matches that will live on in infamy. I loved being able to hear it come from him and how he's been feeling with everything and it's just awesome and if that was his last match i know he he said it never say never and pretty much everybody always says never say never and if i guess if the cards align properly you know he might come back i i kind of hope he you know for his sake that he doesn't because i think it was the perfect way to go and i know he was chasing that and he feels like he got it and if that's he's feeling like he's got it then why come back for another one if you don't have to I love the way he he left it. I think it was a perfect ending to one of the greatest careers in the history of wrestling. Yeah, I sadly have not watched the series yet. I do have to give it a look-see when I get time. Just having the in-depth look of Taker, especially since, like you said, starting Survivor Series 1990... That was back when Kayfabe was still real. If you saw The Undertaker, he was The Undertaker. He wasn't Mark Calloway. 
he was his character. And just keeping up with that mystique for 30 years at least was always the amazing thing about him. Um, with the AJ Styles match, I do like... I know, the, the AJ Styles mark is saying I do love the fact that right off into the sunset, uh, the words that I think Taker used on uh, pod, another podcast or, or a review or whatever, he said... The Cowboy does ride out into the sunset in this one. Will we see a return of Taker? Maybe. He still is Vince's golden goose. He's still the greatest character in WWE history. We might see another match. We might see a segment. Who knows? But with the uh, with the Last Ride documentary, it, I definitely have to watch it, especially since he said, for what it's worth right now in the cards, that was my last match. Okay, so I want to say something briefly, and then I want to put a twist on this. Uh, thanks to the mic man. Um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Tentatively, I'll say uh, retirement announcement at Survivor Series because it makes sense and then inducted into the Hall of Fame if this all holds true but like I said I'll believe it when I see it Mike Mann brings up a great point who I've been hanging out on random Saturdays we live like blocks away so we just hang out and sit like 13 feet apart and drink a ton of beer because that's two times the distance plus one Mount Rushmore's of WWE by decade. We went over them together. Taker doesn't make a lot of them. He doesn't make any of them, except for the 2000s, maybe. Think about it. Who you put up on your top four wrestlers in WWE in the 80s, well, he doesn't count there, the 90s, the 2000s, and then the 2010s. Think about it. I'm not asking for DP or, or, or AJ to give their numbers here, but I ask them to think about it and I ask you to think about it as a listing audience. You have to have a hard time putting someone else out when you really think about those three decades to put The Undertaker in. It's really weird. It's really weird when you think about it, and that's the last thing I'm going to say on. My name is PC Tony. You can find me at PC Tony. You can find me right here on the DWI podcast like you have for the last five plus years with the main man DPP. Please check out Three Man Weave. Always check out Pot is War. TheChairShot.com. That's where you can always use your head as far as wrestling goes. AJ, what you got going on over there? You can find me on the Twitter machine at PhenomenalAJB. You can also check out my writing on thechairshot.com. I recently put up an article, an opinion article, from worst to best, the Bullet Club leaders. So maybe your favorite might be on there, maybe not, who knows? You gotta go check it out. I mean... It's it it's it'd be kind of uh, contradictory if AJ didn't end up at the top. But 
can go to thechairshot.com to find out whether or not. DPP, a winner is you? Oh, indeed, a winner is you. Episode 2 just dropped. As you're listening to this, if you're listening when this drops on Saturday, it dropped Friday. And it will start to drop every Friday because we have decided to go weekly. All big thanks to everybody who downloaded and listened for the first episode and made it a record-setting episode to be the inaugural episode, or the largest inaugural episode for the Big numbers, Jerry. Big numbers, Jerry. (laughs) So... And a thanks to that and the excitement of all of our uh, podcasters, we decided we're going to go weekly, so we'll be recording Thursdays, dropping every Friday. We'll bring you all the latest news and our thoughts on the gaming industry, video games, price and board games as well. You can also keep an eye out for additional video game reviews. We did the first one of Super Mega Baseball 3. There are more to come as well from the other podcasters on the team as well as maybe mr aj belaz over here who made an interest at the beginning of this episode so find that you can follow it at it's me dpp on the twitter as well as just myself and my own opinions which are few and far between you can also go on facebook.com slash a winner is you the letter you a winner is you to follow as winner is you and follow the dwi podcast on Facebook as well at facebook.com slash DWI podcast. Chair shot network. Lots of things going on on chair shot radio network, chair shot media, uh, the chair shot, chair shot sports, chair shot radio network.com. Please listen, please enjoy. We appreciate all of you. We hope, we do you justice in covering the things that we do. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. PC Tunney, DPP, AJ Belaz. We're here to serve. We love what we do. And we thank you for listening once again to the podcast known as I can go louder! I can go louder! Holy moly! Mom, my tinnitus is acting up. (laughs) I like Holy Moly. It's a great show. It's mini golf. Watch it. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Yet another thing I gotta give a look see. Chairshot.com. Always use your head.